Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is Divine Power and was recorded on Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. Hello, Unity of North Tampa. It is wonderful to be with you this Sunday. And you're a crazy lot of people. The energy here is really exciting. Something good is going on, um, which when you have Reverend Cynthia Alice, you've got good happening all the time. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about um, divine power and the overcomer. This is the fifth Sunday in Lent on our journey to Easter, and it's Passion Sunday. For this is the Sunday that opens the door to the passion of the Christ. So I'm going to share with you a whole lot of stories of overcoming. Alice has shared many experiences with me in overcoming what appears to be insurmountable obstacles. And together, Spirit has guided us to take the next step forward in unshakable faith. So let me share a little bit about myself. Um, I think in the in the bio you, you heard quite a bit about me. Um, but as Alice said, I was board president. Um, and she was, you were the choir director in youth ed. And so I remember the very first time I met her, she came up and said, uh, do you have time for lunch? And I said, sure. Um, and we went out to lunch, and I said, so is there something particular you'd like to talk to me about? She said, no, I just want to know who you are. (laughs) And I thought, isn't that wonderful? Somebody calling out, rather than guessing, telling stories to their neighbor, uh, projecting onto me what they think any woman with these crazy shoes would be like. (laughs) In fact, when we were in ministerial school, um, we had a little group, and uh, our friend Lance Livesey always used to say, it's all 
about the shoes. <laughs> so since then, 20 odd years later, I have a closet full of crazy shoes. Right, Jim? <laughs> Most of <laughs> Amelda. Yeah, and the, yeah. There are things that a minister needs <laughs> to step into and step on in order to be an open vessel for Holy Spirit. So the the divine power that we're taking a look at is is the power that dwells within each and every one of us in consciousness. We don't always activate it, but it's always there. Always there. So we associate power with the throat chakra. And, um, and that's where the power to speak words comes from. And when I was in ministerial school, one of my affirmations was, I speak words that bless and that heal. And along the years, 25-some years later, I realized I need to include myself, too. I speak words to me that bless and heal. Because as Reverend Mark will tell you, he caught me several times <laughs> speaking words that weren't really blessing me or my experience of life. We're packing up to leave Florida to go back to Kansas City, and I've been down here six months. So just in gathering up everything, <laughs> the obstacles along the course were numerous. But back to my uh, experience at Overland Park with uh, Reverend Alice, when she did the choir, my husband Jim was a part of the choir. He loved it. He loved it. He loves to sing. And it was his expression. You know, he's stuck with the board president. How that, he said, I'm not going to be a minister's wife, Carla. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> And I said, okay, what are you going to be? <laughs> um, so he loved the choir. And during that time, he had um, a challenge with cancer. And Reverend Alice and the choir became his prayer support and really carried him through that experience as smoothly and as easily as possible. He never let it get him down. In fact, he often will say, gee, I can't even remember that I had cancer. Because when we are focused on what we are willing to give rather than what we are willing to get, the miracles begin to happen. So um, my whole family belonged to Unity of Overland Park, my mother, my father, um, my two daughters, and my daughter Paula was born with a disability, and um, it was spina bifida, and she was in a wheelchair. And uh, Reverend Cynthia Alice found the perfect job for Paula at the church. In her wheelchair, she would uh, sit in the front lobby and write down everybody's name as they came in and gave them a name tag. So she Sunday was vitally important to her. 
as well as the rest of the family. But she knew Alice counted on her, and she was there Sundays and Friday nights. So we have deep connection. Um, and I'm still feeling there's more coming. There's more to do. We're, we're not done yet. Um, so let's talk about uh, overcoming. You know, the overcomer sounds to me like a superhero. Do, 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 do. Here comes the overpower, overcomer. Um, and really, what it is, is it's so linked with divine power that that ability to overcome any situation in our life because it's found where? In our consciousness, yeah. It's in us. It's not out here. Now, we're all called to support each other as we're on these challenging journeys, no matter what they might be, whether they might be health, whether they might be a loss, whether they might be uh, simply uh, that time of being so overwhelmed with life, you don't quite know what to do. I don't know about you guys, but I am finding it really interesting as we're coming out of COVID. I have never noticed so many angry people. It's like the fuse is this long. You know, whether you're driving, whether you disagree with what your friend says, or heaven forbid, your minister, you feel compelled to tell everyone what they're doing wrong. And I think, where, where in our practices do we give people permission to cough all over each other? Where do we say it's okay to point out every flaw you have, or what I consider is a flaw? So it's an interesting time in unity. I've been in this movement billions of years. No, I did not know Charles personally. Uh, not, quite that not quite that old. Um, but just about every other big, big name I've, I've, uh, I've met. And it always was that focus on denying the power of the situation to determine your experience of life. So you denied the power of whatever the condition or situation or obstacle happened to be, and you affirmed what you wanted to experience. So the power of Christ within me, the power of Christ within me overcomes every obstacle. Amen. Wow, every obstacle? You mean this too, Carla? Yeah, my daughter Paula uh, died at 27. And um, it was very difficult to go through. Reverend Cynthia Alice did this service for us. And because um, she was one of Paula's heroes. You always recognize the light in some people, don't you? You know that something good is going on within this soul 
for the vibration is higher. And through that higher vibration, we draw to us all that is good, holy, and perfect for our soul's growth. We're here to learn, so that's why we have to have obstacles and challenges along the way. You know, we think, oh, wouldn't it be easier if... If we didn't have obstacles, we wouldn't challenge ourselves and go deeper. We wouldn't look at what's really important to us in our life. We wouldn't say, who am I? Well, who am I? You're not a human doing, although most of us do, do, do. We are human beings. We're too busy, even with not seeing each other, with our electronics. We forget how important touch is, how, how praise makes a difference for a human being. To listen to another's soul is absolutely miraculous for both, for the person being listened to and the person hearing. I, I recently had a phone call from someone in a church I, I had worked with for uh, a year and a half. I'm a transitional minister, so I go around from troubled church to troubled church. So you understand why I think everybody's angry. <laughs> I don't think you guys are angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not accusing you of being angry. I am accusing you of having the energy of overcoming the limitations seen in the world. I wish that I could do something astonishing for the Ukraine. But, but like Alice said last week, I can pray, but pray is in metaphysical reality. I wanted something in physical reality. So I found um, an organization that I really uh, trusted, that all the money went to them. And then I found these two uh, beads that had the, the Ukraine colors on. So every morning when I'm putting them on, I say a blessing. Whatever we can do for what's the truth, we are one. There is no separation. We are one. God does not out there smiling on some of us and cursing others of us. God is not an outside power, but God, the experience of God, is found within our awareness. When we wake up and see where the focus of our attention is, and listen to the words we're speaking and the actions we're taking. We have choice. And it takes shift. A shift within us. Not a shift that just says, okay, well then everything's great. Because it's more than that. The shift happens as we raise our vibration through our spiritual practices. When we raise our vibration higher, highest vibration is unconditional love. Then you've got gratitude. Look, 
you can even check online the different vibrations that qualities of being have. So we have to raise our consciousness. We don't guts to change anybody else but us. But we can do it together, right, Alice? We're in it to win it together. And that's the good news. For a long time, I thought I had to do it myself. And then I married this wonderful man here who showed me what support is really like. He absolutely supports everything I do. In fact, our 17-year-old grandson came down for spring break uh, to be with us, and he and Jim were driving in the car, and Tobias said to him, Pa, I notice how you help Nan out no matter what. And Jim said, well, I like to help your grandmother. And Tobias said, me too. It's good, isn't it? (laughs) And at 17, to have a kid say that is pretty special. So, um, yes, he's he's my little philosopher. I can talk to him about anything. So how do we overcome what seems to be insurmountable? Do I know how to fix the government? I'm, I don't. I say I don't even like politics, but life is politics, isn't it? We can't avoid being a part of the experience of being alive as long as we're sucking air, right? But what we can do is allow for the crucifixion to remove from us what is limiting us from putting our light on the top of the table, not under the table, for being willing to say the words that bless and heal, for knowing for others, no matter what serious condition they might be in, there's a way through. We don't know what another soul needs to go through in order to have a fulfilled life, but we know what we need to raise our awareness up to so that we know that this person is an example of a well-lived life, is fulfilled right where they are. I had a call um, the other day from from a woman who, um, when I talked to her last year, shared with me she was five years past breast cancer and how that um, meant so much to her. She kept saying, I just hope it never comes back. I just hope it, it never comes back. So I got the call from her where it come back, and it come back hard. She said, will you come out to lunch with me? And I said, sure. I have never seen this woman as happy as she was telling me what she was going through. She said, Carl, I get the meaning of life. It's about how nice people are. You don't have to judge them. It's about giving from your heart and smiling. She was not a woman who smiled very much. And she got that what she gave out comes back to her, not as punishment, but it's as energy exchange, right? 
it's it's not I'm going to punish you if you think a bad thought. No, the game game of life doesn't play like that. How it plays is how you use your energy for the good of the most number of people. You will attract to you other people doing the same. And so there's a flow of life that allows us to say, I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Reverend Cynthia Alice said last week, God is, I am. Then move past that story you're telling everybody and say, thy will be done. To move past the story you've been telling Take some practice and work. I know when my my uh, daughter died, my biggest fear in life, outliving my child. Yeah. 27 years I poured into, she was my focus. One of the most interesting experiences to me was given by spirit in that the last week of her life, she consciously told me, how she wanted to die. And it was incredible to hear her tell me why she wanted to die. She said, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to make you cry. I said, a part of me will always cry. But it it does help me to know that you know this is your time. My brother Mark had died a month before, and my mother Um, also Paula had died four months before that and she felt in contact with them she felt their spirit around her but I couldn't immediately give up the story that my daughter died um, without sobbing took me about a year to feel like I had skin on my body again words had incredible power when you don't have skin on your body. So to be careful with how I ministered. And what I learned was I was in a community that I couldn't see how much they loved me. And they loved me through that grieving process. And I got a deeper understanding of my role as a minister. It's not to fix or to change It's to listen, to love, and offer hope. Because that first Christmas when they came over, a group of them from the church and brought a tree and decorated my tree for Christmas and brought a beautiful meal, I thought, this is what community is. This is what we all long for, right? We long to belong to a group of people who care care what's going on with us. We don't have to be bliss ninnies. You know what a bliss ninny is, right? You don't know a bliss ninny? You ever heard somebody who has an affirmation for everything? No matter what's going on, they affirm whether or not the person is ready to hear the affirmation. (laughs) Not checking in with the person. But that's what I call a bliss ninny. Somebody that, that gets high 
from shifting to a good thought, and that's really important, but timing when people are grieving is also very important. We are here not for ourselves. That cross, it's really interesting. Um, I often share with congregations, I heard my mother tell my other daughter, Heather, what the cross stood for. And my mother said, well, the vertical line represents your relationship with God. One with God. The horizontal line represents your relationship with all others. And it meets, comes together at the heart, at the at one When we are one, we are heart-centered. Doesn't mean we're not wise, that we don't have our intellect going, but coming from the heart, we're being authentic and real. The Christ in me overcomes every circumstance. Will you say that with me? The Christ in me overcomes every circumstance. And if that's hard for you to believe, or you need a little bit of help, because oftentimes we need some help, find a trusted advisor. Go to a chaplain. Go to a, a minister. Go to a dear, dear friend. And let them support you through whatever your journey is going to be. Because I know one thing, recognizing the truth, you can overcome all. And so as you go forward on this journey to Easter, go forward knowing I am with you. I delight in your energy, in your enthusiasm, and in your willingness to transform the world. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2022, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.